0: Hello everybody, what's going on? It's Jesse Lee and call me hashtag boss the people's mentor and this is episode 427 of the show. This is me training on some John Maxwell leadership tips. Um if you don't already know this, he's just somebody that he's made such a difference in the way that I lead and the way that I actually process and think about things and Really, a lot of the way that I train, right? Um, A lot of the systematic stuff he does, he does a lot of approaches of his when he trains based off of numbers. And um, I don't know, I think a lot of people's brains work in a similar way as mine. And if yours is like that, you're gonna really appreciate this episode in general. I think you're gonna appreciate this episode no matter what, it is excellent. It's one of my higher level leadership coaching zooms that i do each week it is from a couple months ago but i just know you guys are gonna love it if you haven't already reviewed the show please make sure you do so and screenshot it put in your instagram story i do try to respond to literally every single story and you never know you might get reshared to my story for your reviews so make sure you get that done we are doing a $2,500 giveaway also when we get to 2,500 five star reviews and we are getting close so make sure you get those reviews in as well I also like to read a reviewer of the show. And so today's reviewer of the show is Jessie Nash. She says, Jessie freaking Lee with three stars, five stars. Okay, first, she's an absolute firecracker of knowledge, personality, and drive. I absolutely love her content, her passion, and how she motivates and inspires action in my business. She's a powerhouse with a kind heart that will give you the kick in the pants you need to get moving. Go binge all her episodes. Oh, I love it. See, she's just telling you what to do. She's telling you what to do. I love it. And all of them do make a difference in my life. So, thank you very much for leaving those five star reviews. It's just a great reminder of how positive our world is. And I really do believe the world's a really good place, right? Sometimes the negative people can be really loud, but we get to choose to not listen. With that said, what you're hearing on this episode of the podcast is me training a network marketing team. Anything that could be perceived as an income claim is not guaranteed and cannot be guaranteed. If you choose to participate in a network marketing company, please understand it is very hard work. And by no way are my results typical. With that said, the last thing I need to go over, I guess, a couple quick things. If you want me to train your team of network marketing, does not need to be, um, actually cannot be in my company, um, or real estate, or sales of any kind, just email askjessielee at gmail.com. If you have 100 people, that will be on the call live, so please have a Zoom room that holds more than 100. Um, just email askjessielee at gmail.com. We will get it set up. Next thing is if you want to join my private Telegram channel where we're going to do pop-up Zoom calls, it is in the very first link of the show notes. If for whatever reason you're having a difficult time finding that show, link the only place you can find it is in the show link i will allow podcast listeners to dm me at i'm boss lee on instagram and i will send you the link to say hey i need the podcast link the other thing is there's just so many spammers and scammers out there right now guys i just want to remind you i have one instagram i have one tiktok i have one facebook don't give anybody i'm never going to ask you for your credit card information i'm never going to ask you for your cash app never going to ask you for any of those things those are all scammers and so just have an awareness Anyway, if you love this episode as much as I do, make sure you screenshot it, put in your story. Like I said, maybe write one of your biggest takeaways in there, and I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your day.
1: So today um I want to get back into training uh just some higher-level leadership stuff because I think we can continue to do some tactical things as well here and there intermittently. But I think you have a lot of tactics going on after the last two weeks and level up and company level up and playbook and 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 um uh, I just kind of want to get more into just some more leadership stuff because I have a, I don't know. I, I just have a, I have a passion for leadership. I, I, I get very excited about it. And so, um, I think we all know I do, I, I do love pretty much everything John Maxwell. Um, I, well, I don't say, I don't want to say everything, you know, I don't want to idolize the man, but I do hear, um, I mean, I was part of his faculty, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with him and all the books of his I've read, I mean, you can read a page sometimes of something, Maxwell, and you're like, how did I miss that? Or like, what is that one little thing? And so um, he's definitely just one of those those leaders that I aspire to be more like in a lot of ways. He's in his 80s, I believe, and he still writes every single day. As an example, just the the discipline of the freedom that comes with discipline, I really see a lot of when I, when I look at him. And so um, today I want to talk about, though, his... Um, Just his heart of leadership in general around being a servant leader. And it all starts with a guiding principle I know a lot of you have heard me coach on, which is a Zig Ziglar quote. If you help enough people get what they want, you will have everything you want, right? Or whatever the exact quote is. You guys know that. Um, And I just feel like that is so important to what we do in the network marketing profession. Because the only way you're going to have what you want is by helping people. You know, you want to hit rank 9, you want to hit rank 10, you want to hit legend, you want to re-qualify at rank every single month, you want to earn 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 80,000, 100,000, 200,000, whatever your goal is a month, like that doesn't happen without serving. And yeah, you can hit it. I would say without serving, but can you sustain it? No. No. Right? And so I believe This is a guiding principle of mine. The heart of leadership is serving others first. That is servant leadership. Serving others first, serving before you, right? And sometimes we can get caught in this whole, um, you know, hierarchical, if you will, approach to business. And I would ask you sometimes to reflect on that. And I know most of you probably don't think like that, but there are definitely people who think, oh, I'm above you right? I'm above, even using that language, I'm above you. Well, maybe in the structure of the business, but also just know, right? Just know, right? Leadership is servitude. Leadership is influence. Leadership also is the epitome of humility. If you want to continue to grow, it's meeting people where they are, And I think too many people, sometimes they look at their business and just because you're achieving, uh, they, they give themselves the title of leader and they think more along the lines of power and authority instead of the lines of servitude, humility, influence. Right. And I would argue that it's going to be very difficult for our organizations to maintain at whatever rank that you want, right. Um, or whatever level that you want, if it comes from a place of almost that ownership, And I know many of us have known each other now for years. I don't think I've ever tried to put a level of ownership over any of you. I've never given you a, uh, I've never called any of you and been like, get in line, Brooke. Like, what are you doing, Cheryl? Like, oh my God. Like, it will just never happen because so much of leadership and if power is something that you want, you know there's nothing wrong with power by the way okay but if power is something you want you'll gain more power actually through serving you'll gain more power by people feeling empowered through your servant leadership by finding their spot as this is sarissa this is how i lead this is jenny this is how i lead this is Brittany, this is how i lead this is melissa this is how i lead instead of saying what are you doing katie what are you doing like nobody gets empowered by being told things like you're not doing enough you're not doing what I said to do. You're not da 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 which is why we just, I just don't do it, <laughs> right? There's nothing wrong with going another path and doing things your own way at all. Like you're, like, you're more than welcome to still get on these calls and get mentorship and leadership and guidance and all that stuff. I don't care. I want you to be the best leader that's possible for you, and when you do that, it's kind of amazing the power, the influence, the success that becomes undeniable, That a lot of you will have right if you look at some of the most thriving companies in the world a lot of them i notice are driven with just guiding principles like being people-centric as an example like how much do you know your people and i'm not telling you you need to know every time they go to the bathroom, okay? I'm not telling you, although I feel like we all knew when Megan George was going to the bathroom because she would take hour-long bathroom breaks when she was on her run to champ. But anyway, I digress. Like, it's not about knowing that. It's about really knowing what gets them going. It's about knowing little little things about their lifestyle, you know, what's going on in their life. Like, do you know what's going on in their household? And you're not gonna possibly know everything, but if you start to communicate your values of caring about them if you do care about them and your appreciation for what they do which really i'm sure you do but really we should all stop for a minute and appreciate what these people do i think you really start to succeed i think your checks start to explode i think you start to stop we start to stop you start to stop worrying so much about the rank worrying about whatever because your focus ends up being on serving you want to be the number three team in the team you want in the overall empire, you want to be the number one team in the empire. You want to be the number two team in the empire, number five team, number 10 team, number whatever it's going to be based off. It'll all shake out. This is a long term thing. I'm not going anywhere on about y'all, but I'm not going anywhere. Somebody offered me just today to buy my position, by the way, which was funny. I said, you got $500 million. He said, what? I said, I'm just asking, cause then I might be able to like convince the company that I can buy CEO or something. So I can, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what my other, I'm like, yeah, you can buy it. If I can go buy Brian's spot, like, I don't know, like you know whatever, but like, I'm not going anywhere. And so it will all shake out exactly how it's supposed to be. And whoever in the long run serves the most, I'm just telling you, you can have anything you want in this team, in this business, in this life, in this economy, in this world by serving. By serving, and so a lot of it is attitude, and a lot of it is using your own special gifts. You know, we're all different. Clearly, I have a love language that you know. I, my leadership love languages, by the way, because it's different. You've got leadership love languages. I feel like a business love languages. Then you got personal love languages. That's definitely for real. But my leadership love, my number one leadership love language is acts of service, which is interesting because in my personal life, just leave me alone. Like I just, I can serve myself. Like I can take care of whatever, but like in business, well, that sounded wrong, I'm sorry. But like in business, like, no, like there's definitely places I need help. And when people step up for that, Mark Terry's dying over there. I love this. This is good for me. Like I, like, I need help. And so when somebody steps up, like it does make a difference. You know, the empire training stuff, the level up stuff like that to me, I'm all about it but you don't need to clean my house because I'll hire that. You don't need to wash my cars, I'll hire that out. You don't need to do a lot of this stuff, but in this business, like I need that, right? And then it's gifts, obviously, probably, right? In business. So I say that to you guys because you see how part of the way I serve is based off of those two things as well, all right? So pay attention in your business how people need to also be spoken to, right? Pay attention to how you serve. And there's no wrong way to do it. I'm not telling you all of a sudden you need to turn into little miss words of affirmation when you're like, I really can't. Like, I am not, like, my words of affirmation is in my love life and I am not interested in doing it to my team. I cannot coddle them like that. Like, they're going to all turn into, that's okay too. Right. But having that right attitude and then working towards serving others using, like I just said, your specific gifts, your specific gifts, not gifts, not receiving gifts, your specific gifts. You will have the business that you want. You will have the business that you want. You will have the success you want. You will have the, I I look at this like a company, like it's companies inside of companies, right? Yourself, right? And so why you lead and the way you lead are important. This is a John Maxwell quote. The way you lead and why you lead define you, your leadership, and ultimately your contribution. That's servant leadership in a nutshell, right? Like, how are you serving? How are you leading? How are you contributing? You can't keep passing calls off to people because you don't like doing calls when your team needs to be served in that way, right? Like, I don't know that any of you do that. I'm just trying to come up with whatever, right? Like, you can't keep passing off certain things. There's a reason why sometimes I'm like, ah, I need to be the one to handwrite that note. Like, I just know, I know you know my handwriting, you know? So like, sometimes I have to be like, ah, I really, I just need to slow down for a second and do these little these little nuances inside of everything, you know, because little things like that will define you and the way your team feels like you're contributing as a whole. So leadership is, however, you view it, right? I think leadership a lot of the time is influence, and so you might ask yourself like, how do I influence others? Well, the best way to do that is actually something that Ryan tried tried to pull out of people at LCD. I like when he does it, which is. Think about, the per- think about a leader in your past, right? And a leader doesn't have to be anybody in business. It can be, you know, like he uses Ali, obviously, as a leader he talks about. What are the positive behaviors or words or actions that were so impactful to you that made you go, that person's a leader, and then can you model that? Because all of us have different definitions of leadership. All of us look at leadership differently. All of us have different metrics for what we think a leader is. And that's fine. That's fine. One of the most courageous conversations I've ever had with Brian happened this weekend. And I just said, you know, you define a leader as this, 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 this. And then incongruently, you highlight people who do this, 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 this. It doesn't make sense. Right, we had a really good conversation. It wasn't aggressive like that, okay? But I'm like, you say that a leader hits multiplier. You say a leader shows up at events. You say a leader is an action taker. You say a leader stays in stage one activity. You say a leader pours into their team. You say a leader, whatever you guys know, you've heard him say it a thousand times. I'm like, well, then we need to be edifying those same kind of behaviors. So, what behaviors and words do you define as a leader? can be totally it and it doesn't have to be that same thing quite frankly there's 48 people on here we have 48 different different ideas of what a leader is you understand that right like inside of it there's of course congruencies but if we all wrote down what is a leader Kristen's response would be completely different than Denise's or maybe not completely different that might be a little out there but like what Kristen says is going to be different she might use different words in Frasia Naisha might say something totally different than Katie. Lizbeth might have on there compassion. Leaders are compassionate. Adele might say leaders are always on time. You know, Um, you you get the point. We all have different definitions, but you need to step into whatever it is for you. And you will also attract people who have the same viewpoint of what leadership is. That's kind of the kind of cool thing about it, right? And then on the contrast of that, I would ask you if you're going to journal or whatever, write down that kind of stuff, what a leader is. This is something that we don't do at LCD. And I think it's, more impactful if not, or I think it's as impactful if not more impactful, which is what are the characteristics of somebody who negatively influenced your life? Like what behavior and words did they model? And what effect did that have on you? My point behind that is that leadership, if we're calling it influence, is that influence works two ways, positively and negatively. And then what actually matters is when you are positively influencing and turning more into that version of yourself. And I know it's like very simple, but it is that simple. Your attitude's contagious. If you're telling people I have quote unquote, I have a team that does nothing. No one does anything. No one listens to me. No one. <laughs> that is so contagious. That attitude can shift an entire team to negative. Let a free to room. You'll shift an entire team to negative because they start to think, Oh, I suck. She gets on a call and she says, one box matters, two boxes matter, your goals matter, and then she gets pissed off when we're not rank seven, or whatever, rank eight, rank nine, 10, legend, she's not making, like, it doesn't make sense. So think about that. When you feel that negative attitude, I want you to remember the importance of a positive attitude for leaders. And it's not to say you can't be human. <laughs> Cause Lord knows I have my moments. You have your moments. We get pissed off at each other. Yes, I know. This is just the human condition. But how quickly do you go back to a positive attitude? I talked about on 212 just now the wisdom that it takes to be able to turn off that crap. The wisdom it takes to get out of the drama triangle. Some people live in drama triangles as like their permanent residence. And they're so closed-minded they don't even realize it. Every time you jump on a call or you jump in a chat, can you believe she just said that? Oh my God! I bet you she's talking about so and so. Oh my God! I'm not talking about anybody. I'm talking about leadership right now. Some of you probably just caught yourself like, oh crap, that's a that's that's that negative attitude. You don't you think your team doesn't feel that? Everybody does, right? And so, one of the key defining things when it comes to servant leadership is that remind yourself constantly. Nobody can achieve anything great or long-lasting, all alone. And the number one thing that I see run people off in business is attitude. I've talked several times on this call before about how you think somebody's making enough money that they'll never go anywhere. <laughs> like, yes, they will. Yes, they will. There comes a point where the level of, of aggression or toxic energy. I hate this word toxic. I know it's like this thing right now, but like this, whatever becomes so overwhelming to people that you can't golden handcuff them enough. It's just not possible. And then I actually listened to like a little short podcast and this is so congruent with, um, with this whole Maxwell thing is in the podcast probably got it from this, but just because somebody has a title of a leader does not mean they're a leader. Just because someone has a title of leader doesn't mean they're a leader. And if you wanna know if somebody's a leader, I want you to see whether or not they actually influence people. Because the number one way you'll know if you're actually leading is if you start to see it in those people. Because our teams are only as great as our people. And if the people aren't following, this is, I don't mean to smack some of you across the face with this one, but it's coming out of my mouth. I can feel it. <laughs> if your people aren't following you, it's because the leader isn't leading. It's because the leader isn't leading. And too often, as achievers, we get very focused on our bottom lines. We get very focused on group volume. We get very focused on the sale that comes out, we get very focused on, um, I've got to get this. I got to get that MVP, that, 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 that's not servant leadership. You're not serving. If everything matters, like I almost want to, if there's anything I have there's a lot of things I have appreciation for around my first network marketing company. Okay. One of which though, is that we had nothing in the back office that showed us what our money was. We did not know what we were getting paid until the 15th of the month. honestly. We had no idea. Most of you, I know you do this. How, like if we're being honest with each other, how many of you go to your back office like at like once a day and you click on rewards just to see? You're like I'm not going to admit that. I don't do that. I don't do that. Okay, I'll ask this. How many of you go to your back office before the end of the month and you look at it on the last day of the month? Who looks at their money on, on the last day of the month? Well, what if psychologically I told you you're literally proving the point that somewhere in you, your bottom line is very finance-focused still, and it's not focused on building your team, and it's not focused on building your people, and it's not focused on building your personal company inside the company. You guys, the money comes when you serve. That's probably the best example I can give you is that back office. The money comes when you serve. And if your team feels like you are so bottom line focused that everything has to run around them, they have to do all this stuff for you to have your life, it starts to do this weird ripple effect of animosity. I've had so many conversations, quite frankly, with people on this call where I'm like, I know you're agitated with your your sponsor because they're not leading. But you have to let that go. And you need to lead for you and your people. You have to separate the business and the personal sometimes. Because bottom line is, when you're so focused on the finances and things of this nature, you're not serving your people who actually should be focused on the finances because they really need it. You all know how to lead. But not when you're so focused on, can I make my $5,000 this month? I need $10,000 to go do blah, blah, blah. I've got to make $2,000 this week or else, whatever. It's just not coming from a place of peace, love, and positivity, quite frankly. (laughs) Like, it's not coming from a place of servitude. And the people who win the biggest in this profession and have sustainable income, they are the servant leaders. They just are. They're the people who say, I really don't feel like being on this call but I need to be on this call. I really don't feel like going to this mastermind. I'm going to go to this mastermind. I don't want to go to the event, but if I don't go to the event, those people don't go to the event, and then they don't get served with the knowledge that they need. So many times I take steps forward in this business that I, I mean, I don't need to get on Wednesday night calls. I don't know if you know this or not, but I know everything that's going to be taught on a Wednesday night call. I don't need to get on Monday night trainings or, uh, Europe trainings. I don't need to get on Tuesday new promoter trainings. I don't need to get on first of the month trainings. I don't need to get on steak and sizzle. I don't need to get on any of it, but I have to, because if my bottom line is focused on the people, the people don't grow if we don't grow. And I'm not telling you, you need to be super hyper present on everything, but I'm just telling you, if you don't think that they watch everything you do, they do. And even if you're not the person who types in the participant bar your leader's name, every call, a lot of them do. A lot of them look for you. And then a lot of them get very disempowered by, ab, by you not being absent because they feel abandoned. And then it goes back to influence. Then when you try to influence them to work a sale, to move the peach ketones, to, um, you know, oh, Dollar Keto Club, uh, you know, use these scripts, whatever the things are we try to do to influence people. They don't look at you as somebody who's leading the people anymore. I like that. Wow, Jenny. Thank you for your honesty. Our downline straight up called me out for not being on 212. I've been on every 212 cents. Shoof. Like, it's powerful stuff. So this is all from um, 21 Irrefutable Laws, which is actually my favorite of Maxwell's books, I think. I don't know. I haven't read them all. He writes a lot of books. It's <laughs> like a hundred. I haven't read them all, but this is definitely one of my favorite. And um, these are basically his blueprints of servant leadership. The first one is character. Who are you? And he says, true leadership always begins with the inner person. And I really want us to focus so much more on character instead of reputation, which I know can be hard to do because reputation tends to bring in a lot of like outside opinions, what your mom says about you, what your kids from high school say, say about you, what, not kids, but you know, when you were in high school or what your neighbors are talking about, about you and whatever, but like you have to get, you have to just not care. You have to not care. You have to remember that you're serving, you're serving and true leadership begins in here. And the character of a leader will filter into the entire organization, the entire organization because great character creates great potential for a great organization. But it starts with you. You'll start to notice this too, right? Like, I don't know how many of you run frontline calls. I know a lot of you do. How many of you feel like this congruency a lot of the time with your frontline calls? Like those people that you're attracting, you're like, these are my freaking people. Like, oh my gosh. My frontline always jokes around because like, I'm so like i'm still jesse lee obviously but there's like a little bit of spice on the frontline calls sometimes right like not like um not like aggressive not like whatever like i'm a little bit like i'm just kind of funnier you know like i i just kind of put myself out there a little bit more on my frontline calls and people are obsessed with them right and i'm obsessed with them too Because I'm just, I feel like these are all these people I've attracted and we have similar hearts. We might not look the same. We definitely don't look the same. We don't have the same genders. We don't have the same races. We don't have the same sexualities. We don't have the same, uh, you know, yeah, like sexual orientation. We don't have the same background. We don't speak the same language a lot of the time. Explain that one to me if this isn't a guiding principle of servant leadership. How am I attracting people that don't even freaking speak English? It's character. It's character. It doesn't matter what language they speak when they can feel your heart, whatever you want that to be, whatever you're trying to put out. We all we're all different, okay? But I, I do want you to think about that. The second thing he says as a guiding principle of servant leadership is relationships, who they know. He says, "Quote: Build the right kinds of relationships with the right people, and you can become the real leader." in an organization the whole concept around this is really what Eric talks about a lot of the time and then I've been talking about a lot of the time which is this sphere of influence because if leadership is just influence which is what Maxwell says it is right leadership is just influence you better be developing deep meaningful relationships right like Eric says it by saying like well you're not getting close to Jesse Lee well that's stupid that's affecting your income she'll make you more money Closer you get to her, more money you make. Closer you get to me, more money you make. Closer you get to, you know, list the powerful people, right? The more money you make just works that way. And what kind of... So so? ask yourself, is this somewhere that you maybe need to get over some childhood trauma or you need to get over ourselves sometimes, our egos, our whatever, to build those... Re- I don't know what that is. But in your sphere of influence, that those deep, meaningful relationships that go beyond just seeing someone just because you got to see them on Zoom the servant leadership, you grow loyalty, you grow influence in people and you grow the business because when somebody needs somebody to turn to, they boom. Oh, I know I can talk to Amanda. Oh, I can call Bree. Oh my God. All right. Let me talk to Sasha. They start to build these deep relationships inside of everything because they feel like they know, they feel like they know how much you actually care about them. It doesn't mean you need to reach out to them every day, every week, even every month. It's more like that feeling like, I know Jesse Lee's there. Like how many of you feel that with somebody? You know, it doesn't have to be me. It could be whatever. I know she's there. I know if I need her and I call her and there's an emergency, she's picking up. Those kinds of relationships. That only happens if you've been serving people. Otherwise, it goes the other way. Otherwise, when you start to create a gap in the period of time that you talk to somebody, they start to be like, why are you talking to me? Well, what do you need me to sell? What's on sale? Seriously? Oh, a dollar keto club. Yeah, see, I knew it was something, right? How many of you can almost feel that? Oh, don't make me cry, Jenny. I can't even look at that. <laughs> like, what is that feeling when they know you're there? Okay. The third thing he talks about is knowledge, meaning what they know. How much do you know as a leader? Because that's how you can ultimately serve. Well, you, you can't demand a leadership position without being a student, which is what some people do, right? They go, oh, I achieved rank, diamond, whatever, you know? Like, I'm a diamond now, so I get to train. I get to do this. I get to whatever. Respect me. Respect me in this title. Like, are you a student of the game, though? The reason that I'm even in the positions that I'm in, in business and in life and with all these influential, outside of network marketing even, influential business people is because I go into situations like, damn, I need to be a student here. I need to learn. I am new to this. I need to learn. I know sometimes we achieve something and we think, oh, now I got it made. But can we slow down for a minute and make sure we're continually seeking more knowledge? The more knowledge you seek, I'm not saying you're going to turn into an overnight millionaire, billionaire, whatever. But how many of you, when you think about it, you like, you do personal development and then you go train it somewhere and you're like, oh, that felt good. Like I'll use an example. When Megan George on the Europe call two weeks ago or something, she came in, she said, I read this in a book and blah, blah, blah. She trained on something. I don't remember exactly what it was anymore. I have it in my notes. I was like, F yes. That's what I'm talking about. You chose to be a student before you took the lead. You didn't jump in a call to try to train a call and be like, ah, I've been doing this forever. I'm a rank seven, I'm Megan George. They're, they have plenty to learn from me. Not to say you do that, any of you, okay? Um, certainly not talking about you, Megan, okay? But that, that chance to learn first, lead second. Learn first, lead second. I learn first, I lead second. That is servitude. Not pretending to know everything. Like, I love listening to, I, I like personal development because then I hear it come out of my mouth later in the day sometimes even. Like, I'm like, oh, on this podcast I heard that, 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 I love it. I'm like, yes, I learned and now I can actually serve. Now, the, fir- the fourth thing that Maxwell talks about is intuition. What you actually feel. Okay? And this is just so congruent with everything our organization is known for. Namely, of course, empathy that intuition, that empathy. I don't care if you're like, I'm not a whatever. Like, I'm, like, it's just energy. Everybody feels energy, okay? And as a leader, the ability to recognize and influence the intangibles. Like, what is somebody's morale? Do you feel it sometimes? You're like, crap, I think I need to message Teresa. Like, something does not feel right. I think I need to message Mel. I don't know. She's on my heart right now. I don't know why. That. A really cool compliment I got from Fraser is, uh, last week, it's a long text, so it doesn't matter, but we were chatting and he's like, you know what you have? You have this ability to know exactly when to shift for somebody. He's like, people don't have that. A lot of people don't have that. And so they wonder why they can build an organization and it falls apart. Your ability to go, oh, we need this event right now, or, oh, I need to run this incentive right now, or, oh, I need to put out a leaderboard right now. Oh, I need to send 10 of our big leaders Something right now. Those things, that timing, that momentum, almost that just intuition, the only way you're going to have this, you might want to write this down, the only way you're going to have intuition in your business, I promise you, is if you're in your business. Because otherwise you don't know enough people. You don't know enough of what's going on in their life. You don't know why maybe. Like, I don't think people just drop rank because they feel like dropping rank. Did you, did you get mad at them? Or did you, <laughs> some of you maybe are like, oh, God, I guess I've definitely done that before. Or did you reach out and say, babe, what is going on? Maybe you don't say babe. Maybe you're like, hey, Ralph, what's going on? Like, is everything okay? Like, what's going on in your life? And not coming at it like, I noticed you dropped rank. I was just wondering. (laughs) No, but just getting to know these people and find out what is going on. What a great leader will do, what a servant leader will do is they'll see past the obvious. It shouldn't have to get to a point where the person is just blowing up. (laughs) But you've got it. But don't let it blow up. You know, like some of you are still learning this skill. And so you don't, you can't even tell that your biggest leader wants to punch you in the face. (laughs) Fix, don't check your face guys. Come on. (laughs) Like some of you, um, your leaders on here and that's how you feel about them. All right. So just like fix the face really fast. All right, good. Just trying to, I should have warned you before I said it. My bad. That was my fault. That was my fault. All right. I'm kidding. But like, it shouldn't get to that point where your leaders can't stand you. Right, and sometimes it will. You know, sometimes there's just too many personality conflicts. But did you know? Did you even see it coming? Cause like, I always know when it's gonna come, and you probably noticed that's when I start to back away. I stop using the names. I stop edifying. I stop. Uh, 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 you know, I'm not training the team. No, 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 no. I feel what's going on here. Oh, oh, you'll take. Oh, okay. I know what this is. You have to have that intuition. So you can serve your entire community. Because the last thing you need is somebody calling your entire team, blowing up the team chats. This person's a crazy person. This person... Right? It's impacting your whole organization. So when you feel it, just know you're probably right. Just know you're probably right and move accordingly because if you look at your organizations especially those of you with these big something I you all had big teams some of you got big teams like titanic sized teams you can't what happened to the titanic when they saw the iceberg iceberg broadhead didn't they try to move the boat yeah they were down there doing the most for the last half hour to try to turn the damn boat You have huge organizations, some of you. You can't all of a sudden be like, oh yeah, uh, no, 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 no. Jenny no longer trains on these trainings. (laughs) They're gonna be like, what? No. What? Uh, What? (laughs) You're gonna cause a lot of mass confusion. So when you feel that intuitive calling... You know what to do as a leader, okay? Next part of servant leadership is where you've been. And I know some of you, it's easy to forget, but... Remember how important the obstacles are. I'm going to lose my mind when Ryan Holiday's at Moore because the amount of times we've trained straight out of those damn books, y'all know that is like, I feel like I'm gonna be meeting a best friend who's probably a damn stoic and has no emotions and is like, mm, like I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait, okay? I, I think it's so easy to forget that all of us face obstacles and that obstacle's the way. And the more obstacles you've gone through in this business, the better you can serve. If you're really going through challenges and you're really choosing to grow and develop and heal through all of it, let me tell you something. You'll gain tremendous influence because you become a more likely person for them to follow. Because as they go through it in their present, they see you as that lighthouse. They see you as I know Jen's been through this. Oh my God. Amber had it so much worse. You have no idea. I heard Jamie Lynn went through that, 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 and she, Oh, Oh yeah. Like she's been through it. I know she's been through it. I know I can talk to Candace about this. I know I can talk to so-and-so about this. I'm removing somebody named iPhone, by the way. There's no camera on, and it's called iPhone. I don't know who that is, so I just removed them in case anybody's wondering. Hope that wasn't any of you. Okay, um, so if that's, like, somebody, maybe they'll go to the chat. They were on here for, like, five minutes, and they still didn't uncover their face. So I'm a little like, mm. Okay, so the experience of where you've been, it makes you a better leader. We're all facing obstacles. Some of you are having home obstacles right now that are crazy, nobody knows about. Some of you are having office office obstacles in your business, right? Some of you are having, you know, personal issues that have to do with friendships and nothing to do with your personal your marriage, right? Or or partnership or whatever, right? But through those difficulties, you grow. You grow in great ways. When you navigate through tough experiences, The only word I can really think of is respect. Like people respect you more. They respect your journey. They're like, she came from this and now she's here. He went from that. He came from this. What in the world? She got sued and she blah, blah, blah. She got attacked on this. and They love it because they feel safe with you. And it's very difficult to lead when people do not feel safe with you. You don't have influence over people who do not feel safe with you. You just don't. Because every time you tell them to do something, they're looking at you like, they're moving with this hesitation. I know a lot of you know what I'm talking about. All right? The next way to make sure... Sh- Wookie's so freaking cute right now. You guys don't even know. Oh my God. Oh God. By the way, 212, she just had to go to the bathroom. That's all that happened. She had to go to the potty. So my bad, my bad. Now she's just sleeping. Very cute. Um... The, the next principle for being able to serve as a leader is have you had success? What have you done? And it's just the concept of stage one activity. I'm just gonna tell you, okay? You want people to listen to you. You want people to want to be served by you. You want people to uh, take what you, what you say seriously and trust your leadership ability and listen Well, I'm just going to tell you, they want to know what you've done. They want to see your names and lights. And whether a leaderboard excites you or not, I need you to remember that it's not about you. Like, champ should never be about you. Rank seven should never be about you. Eight should never be about you. And nine, 10, legend. I don't mean it the way you might be thinking I'm meaning it. I'm meaning it in the way of your team, when you push and you are clearly part of the run to seven, or you're clearly part of the run to eight, or you're clearly involved in the run to nine, and the run to 10, in the run to legend, they trust you. They feel like they're rank seven. They feel like they just hit rank eight. They feel like this is us. We are champs. They, have you noticed that? they like Literally, the language they use changes. We're a champ team. I'm Nicole Peters' champ team. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm under Whitney, and I'm, I, well, I'm on the champ team. They get really, really proud around that. They take ownership over that. And they will listen to you when they see that you are the one involved in really driving it, right? And keep in mind for them and for you, past failures, like those you were like maybe getting back up on the horse or whatever, it doesn't mean you're going to have future failures in it, right? Just like past successes don't guarantee future successes. That's why I said, guys, like we're in year three plus, Okay, we're not even at four years. Do not judge yourself for where you are today in your business. We are still shaking it out. We are in year three plus. It's not gonna be, you know, like um, Eric's assignment of the top 100. He said, do the top 100 every six months. You will laugh. In six six months, you will laugh at who you said were the most influential 100 people. We will laugh You think that the leaderboards are going to have the same names, same faces in a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from, I don't, I don't think so. And I say that because if you go look at the top 100, it changed even yesterday when I posted the leaderboard from last month. Did you notice that? I was tagging names, you know, like the the bottom half for sure, Right. I've never, I never tag on a top 100 list, never. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like how many of you looked at the list yesterday and you went, that part, where did they just come from? I mean, be honest, I looked at, I did, so I know you must have, right? I looked at it and went, what? Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> like, oh, oh, so, That is based off of people who in those organizations, hear me on this, people in those organizations are feeling more comfortable with being led and influenced by those up and coming fours, fives, sixes, sevens, eights, nines. Does that make sense? I love that, Amanda. Thanks for messaging her that. (laughs) Like... I just need you to think about that. And you're going to be presented with different responsibilities. You have to step up as a leader and equip yourself with the education, like we talked about earlier, to step into leadership opportunities. I just talked on a podcast today, and uh, he was talking about, you know, with success, do you feel like you have less problems? And I just said, no. It's just different problems. I don't have problems getting customers anymore. I don't have problems getting recruits anymore. I don't have problems leading certain people anymore. Now I got high level problems. The problems shift. It's new responsibility, right? But that's exciting. It's a new challenge. You get to choose to excel in it. And then you can serve people through whatever stage they're at. The reason I can help serve people, get them to MVP, get them to GoPro, get them to, you know, whatever, champs, Is because I've been presented with that challenge enough times. That's all it is. It's just a current challenge that you become more equipped with the more you serve. And then the last part of servant leadership, and then I'll let you guys go, that he talks about is your ability. As in, what can you do? Bottom line, he says, is if you want people to follow you so you can serve them, is people want to know what a leader is capable of. They want to know whether that person can lead their team to victory. And so when you look at my mass recruiting, I'm just going to tell you, it has nothing to do with my social media following. I shouldn't say nothing. It has very little to do with how big my following is and very much has to do with how people go, that is a leader I want to be aligned with. That right? Yep. uh, 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 That's the winning team. The winning team is right there with Jesse Lee Ward. That's who I'm joining. That's what people want to know. So then your question is, what can you do from here to expand that? Right? How can you show people what your ability is? Well, that's where, again, hate to harp on it, the stage one activity comes in. They want to see what you're doing. They want to see who you're developing as leaders. They want to see how you're pouring into people. They want to know that they are aligned with somebody who can lead the charge, that can lead them to victory, that can take them the places they want to go. They want to hear the success stories. It's why our calls all highlight new achievers, new MVPs, new people winning. Because it shows people they have the ability to win here too. And so all of those little things, it's attitude. It comes down to attitude. It comes down to serving other people. It comes down to sometimes putting yourself in a position. You're like, why am I here? I don't want to, ah, right? Little acts of kindness towards your team. It's a great thing. You can start with people that are super close to you and expand from there, right? Slow down. A little bit in your, I don't mean slow down in your business the way some of you are thinking. I mean, slow down, like focus on each individual person, like an individual person. Know who they are more than just their name and their face on social media, right? If you don't already have a Google form where you have, you know, a get to know you list, do it, right? Spend time with people. I'm not flying to Mexico for me, guys. I'm very overwhelmed (laughs) like I just got an apartment thank God I haven't moved in yet but like this is the first day in the office like with my kitties my kitties my kiddos uh really excited about that everything in life is exploding blowing up like nuts 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 life is moving in a million moving parts and I went okay but we're gonna have three pro champs together we're gonna have what what like four five six champs in one area in Mexico like am I really gonna be that stupid To not get, and then who God knows how many ranks, ones, twos, threes, fours, fives, right? Am I that dumb to say, I'm not gonna go? I'm going. And if I weren't in the middle of all this and going to Mexico tomorrow, I would have gotten on a flight and shocked all these Myrtle Beach people just because it's a brood of champs all in one area. Like, what are the little things you can do? And then just getting down to it, just move into action. Keep moving yourself into action. Okay. Serve, 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 serve. And even those of you who are like, it's not in my heart to serve. Like you're saying all this stuff and like, it's just not resonating with me. Move your body. When you move your body and you do the, I don't mean workout. <laughs> some of you are like, Jesus. No. All right. I'm saying move your body into action. I know some of you are allergic to it. All right. Move your body into action and your heart will follow because when you do the things, even when you don't feel like it, it's that freedom and discipline thing again. Where all of a sudden people trust you. All of a sudden it feels like people appreciate you. All of a sudden there's a different level of, oh oh my God, like this feels really good. So just get down to the heart of it in your business. And I'm telling you, you will explode.